Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to your week-ending edition of The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your Fast Fun Hint of Sport for Friday, the 14th of May. Today, we're talking state of origin selection puzzles, Gill growing the women's game, and our wallabies being a glass and a half fuller. But first... The 10 richest athletes of the last 12 months have been revealed. You're damn right they don't need your money. The athletes on this list earned a combined... One million dollars. A little bit more. One hundred billion dollars. Not that much. One billion US dollars. The 10 names on this list earned a touch over a billion bucks in the last 12 months. So... Who made the list? Let's count them down. Ten. Here is Durant for the win! Kevin Durant! Number nine. Tom Brady, Super Bowl champion. Number eight. Lewis Hamilton, champion of the world. Number seven. From Switzerland, but loved all over the world. Roger Federer. Number six. Neymar of Barcelona of Brazil. Number five. James up and under, throws it off the backboard. Oh, what a perfect pass to himself. How about this play by LeBron James? Number four. Prescott. Pressure up the middle. He's going to run and he's going to score. How about the kid, Dak Prescott? Number three. Oh, my word, what a goal! Cristiano Ronaldo returns to Portugal and scores a stunning goal. Number two. It's a brilliant run for Messi. Can he go all the way? It's one of the great Copa del Rey final goals. Well, he didn't quite go all the way. Lionel Messi fell one place short of top spot and that could only go to one man. Number one. I have an unhealthy obsession with spending money, but I have a healthy obsession with making it, so it's all good. And boy, did Conor McGregor make some money in the last 12 months. Despite only having one actual fight, UFC star McGregor tops the list with an estimated 180 million US, largely off the back of selling his whiskey brand, which netted him a lazy 150 million US. Well played, Conor. State of Origin is just around the corner. And naturally, everyone begins to speculate about who's going to get picked and who's going to play where. And despite James Tedesco's position as the game's premier fullback and New South Wales captain last series, there are some that suggest another should be considered as New South Wales number one. Trebojevic away from one, looking for a second try. He's got there. Tom's over. Tom Trebojevic's form over the last month has been... He's single-handedly dragging Manly back into finals contention, but is it enough to usurp Teddy from the Blues' fullback position? Let's ask New South Wales coach Brad Fittler. I think Teddy will be there. So I think he's done an incredible job for us at fullback. You know, I think you know, him going down in early in the game, in the last game, really, you know, obviously hurt our chances. So he's a big part of what we do, and he's been doing really well at fullback. So it'd be, I think it'd be silly to, to move him out of there. So in summation. Freddie loves his teddy too much to try a turbo. Let's be real. Rugby in Australia isn't exactly the shiniest toy in the cupboard at the moment. You're broken. I don't want to play with you anymore. But as the Queensland Reds prepare for their opening clash of the Super Rugby Trans-Tasman Series tonight against the Highlanders in Dunedin, there is another big announcement coming to Australian rugby. 
For the last 30 years, the flying kangaroo of Qantas has adorned the Wallabies jersey as the team's principal partner. The logo has seen World Cup triumphs, Bledisloe Cup wins, and God knows how many cauliflowered ears. But yesterday... Rugby Australia announced a new principal partner. Cadbury has signed a deal to have their iconic cursive logo on the front of the Wallabies jersey and the shorts of the women's Wallaroos team for the next five years. And while I personally would have loved to see Rugby Australia really sell out and make the national jerseys Cadbury purple, I'll sleep well that our elite rugby athletes are now a glass and a half more full. There is some exciting news for the AFLW. That's right, it's bigger. Yesterday, AFL Chief Executive Gil McLaughlin announced big expansion plans for the women's competition. The Commission is committed to all 18 AFL clubs having an AFLW team by the beginning of Season 8 in 2023. At present, there are only four AFL clubs without a women's side, Port, Essendon, Hawthorne and Sydney. And while those teams will be able to enter the league in Season 7, which will begin December next year, at the latest, every AFL club will have both a men's and women's side by 2023. Season 6 will increase from 9 rounds to 10, as already agreed, plus 3 weeks of finals. And that will now begin December 2021, so this year. Nicole Livingston, the general manager of the AFLW, also revealed yesterday that the next AFLW season will launch in December this year and wrap up by March in order to exist in its own window without overlap of the men's game. And before you head off into your weekend, I want to pass on a bit of sporting wisdom courtesy of NBA superstar James Harden. Tall poppy syndrome is a real thing in Australia but it's okay to know the things you're good at, just like James does. Are you surprised at how quickly it kind of came back to you when you were back in the flow of things? Not really, not to like <laughs> brag or anything, but I'm like, I really, I'm really good at this, this game. He is really good at the game and he shouldn't have to apologize for it. And nor should you have to apologize for whatever it is you're good at, not for James Harden. So take a little Harden wisdom into your weekend and enjoy the things you're good at. I'm Liam Flanagan. We'll catch you Monday for another fast, fun hit of sport on The Scorecard. Listener.